welcome to Hannah's heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra. And you're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. Thank you for joining us. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and you can email us at Hannah's Heart at AFA.net. Quick scripture to open our program here, Philippians 4.19. And I had this on my heart right before the show, thinking of a lot of couples who think that money might be the obstacle that keeps them from mm-hmm. having a family, oh, man, um, whether yeah. that be adoption or the costs of fertility treatment. Um, Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. We have a God who is abundantly able to bless and supply and meet your needs. Mm, That's so right. That's right. Because that can be daunting. It is. It it is daunting. For some people, they just say, well, I'd love to have a family, but I don't have $60,000 to throw around. um, Quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Each doctor's appointment is not... it's not easy Mm-mm. paying for it. Um, or the adoptions, you know, these days it costs so much money. Which to is adopt ridic- they should pay you to right. adopt. They right. should pay you to adopt. It should not cost thirty thousand dollars. I know. That's a whole other conversation Ooh. for another day. But man, don't get me started on that. <laughs> okay, so Kendra, we have a girl on the show today. Her name is Sarah. We met each other through going to church together for a few years, and she um, was actually someone who opened up to me just a little bit about struggling with infertility, mm. and I, I actually don't know if she knew at the time that I had just found out about mm. about my diagnosis. So God's timing, um, man. It, exactly, God's timing. We were actually at a baby shower, of oh, course. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sarah, do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I don't actually. Okay. She's like, I well, just see. help people all the time. <laughs> well, see, I was going to say, I don't even know mm. if you knew as we were sitting there um, at that baby shower at church that uh, I had just been diagnosed with infertility. Mm. I, it was very, very recent. And you um, opened up to me just a little bit. I happened to sit by you and mm. I did not know your story. And so, I mean, really like the Lord used that moment I don't know if I ended up opening up to you at all um, as we were sitting there because I think I started trying to hold back some tears. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, anyway, it was I feel like the Lord actually used you and I don't even guess you knew it um, to help my heart that day. This is why sharing your story is so important. We had a listener recently um, say that they listened to Hannah's heart and hearing um, all of the stories of other people Mm -hmm. has been such an encouragement to them to know that I'm not alone in this journey. Right, right. Anyways. Uh, well, Sarah, do you mind? I didn't really introduce you yet, um, but do you mind telling us a little bit about what your life looks like now and maybe your hubby and kiddos? Yeah. So, um, hi, I'm Sarah. Um, my husband and I um, met 
uh, a long time ago. <laughs> we didn't actually start dating for probably about five years um, before or after we knew each other or first met. Um, dated for a while, broke up for a while, dated again, <laughs> um, got married in 2014. Actually, today is our uh, wedding anniversary. Oh, so very wow. Well, happy anniversary. Um, thank you. Um, we um, were married... Oof. Four years, I think, before we had um, our first son, Owen, and um, then a little, uh, almost eighteen months ago, we had our second baby, Wyatt. Um, we did not plan on infertility being a part of our story, yeah. um, but you know it happens. Right, right. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, so um, what? Where are y'all now? So we actually live in Jackson, Tennessee now. We came, we moved up here right in the middle of COVID um, in 2020 for my husband's job. Okay. And um, that has, you know, God has definitely blessed that move. Um, we were only here for a few months um, when we found out we were expecting our second baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so the, the faithfulness of me trusting my husband <laughs> that we needed to move. Um, was definitely rewarded in that situation. Um, we're just kind of in the thick of things now with a three-year-old and a one and almost one and a half-year-old. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say so. Trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out life and how to take care mm. of kids. <laughs> uh, that's right. I was uh, got on Instagram just for a second the other day on the Hannah's Heart page because I was sitting at my house for the first time and it was quiet and like quiet used to really bother me when I was mm. by myself. Um, I didn't, because my house was too quiet. All yep. I wanted was a little bit of noise. Mm. And oh my right. goodness, when I was at home the other day and both kids were asleep and Will wasn't there and it was quiet, I was like, <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for some quiet. It's amazing how perspective <laughs> can shift. Oh yeah. And at each stage of life, be having its own set of troubles. Um, yeah. but also obviously its own set of blessings too. Um, Okay, so after y'all got married, you've already said that obviously infertility, you didn't picture it being a part of your story. So how did that work out? Yeah, how'd you find out? We, um, before we got married, we discussed, you know, we wanted to wait about two years before we started trying. And it wasn't long after we got married that I just really felt the tug, um, baby fever or, (laughs) you know, whatever you call it, um, talked to Eric about it and he's like no like we decided we were going to wait two years um finally gently convinced him that we needed to start trying a little bit sooner than that just because I I was starting to feel that we might have problems and I Mm. and really no explanation I mean uh physically you know everything seemed fine yeah um it was just really just a just a, a hunch, I guess, mm. for lack of a better word. Now um, looking back, so it's we probably just the Lord, you know, saying something to you. Right. And I, yes. And, and we will, I guess, maybe talk more about that in a minute. But um, so we waited a year, um, started trying, tried for a year on our own, um, just because that was kind of what I had heard, mm. you know, oh, it could take up to a year. Um so that's what we did. Um, finally started talking to my doctor about it. You know, we've been trying. I have regular cycles. Things seem to be normal. 
but we're you know it's not happening for us. What's the next step? We're ready to move on. Um, so he, my doctor at the time started gave me a dose of or prescription for Clomid. Mm-hmm. Took that, got pregnant that first time. We were like, oh great, this is wonderful. Wow. That was such an easy fix. And we found out a week after we after our positive pregnancy test, we found out a week later, almost to the day, that we miscarried. Mm. Um, so, of course, we were super upset, yeah. but, you know, people were trying to encourage us, saying, well, at least you you can get pregnant. That's, you know, half right. the battle. That's and what you go to. we found comfort in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, okay, well, let's, you know, something works, just not, we haven't f- figured out the kinks yet. Yeah. Um, so we changed some medications. We tried to uh, Samara, I don't know if you don't know anything about that, but anyway, basically a similar medication. Tried for six months on that, nothing. Um, and talked to my doctor, said, you know, we're ready to move on to the next step. Um, by this point, you know, it's been, children have been a tug on my heart mm-hmm. for, you know, years already at this point. Um, and I was tired of waiting. So we went to Fertility Associates of Memphis. That's where we were referred to. Um, and had a ton of lab work done Mm -hmm. and the doctor told me that I have basically what they call low ovarian reserve, Mm -hmm. which means I don't have as many eggs as I should, um, for someone else my age. So we were of course disappointed, um, but also grateful to have a a diagnosis, um, to, you know, at least we know what, what the problem is. Um, we were told that we should do IUI. So we did one and it didn't work. And we were scheduled to do our second one. Um, and it fell over Thanksgiving and the office was going to be closed. So they had us do some other things. Um, and lo and behold, that worked and we got pregnant for the second time. Um, and everything seemed great. Um, and I started to bleed hmm. um oh, i'm sorry oh, you're <laughs> fine uh, it's oh, hard so talking sorry. about it when you have it in um, a while i'm sure so we went back to the doctor um they did an ultrasound to try and make sure that everything looked okay it was still too early to see anything so it was christmas mm. and we went home to be with our family mm. With instructions to come right back after Christmas mm. to do another ultrasound because mm. our doctor was afraid that maybe it was an ectopic pregnancy, mm. which could be an emergency, and right. he didn't. He wanted to just follow us very closely. So all, through, all that whole week of Christmas break, we're with our family. We're not telling anybody what's going on. Oh man, Sarah! Because we want to be able to tell them in a fun way, right? That, right. You know, we've always imagined, right? And um, just you know, constantly praying. Lord, please don't let this be worst case scenario. Please mm-hmm. um, protect this baby. Please guard my womb. Um, and we went back to the doctor the day after Christmas, and it was confirmed that it was an ectopic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And we were given the option to take um, methotrexate, which is, for lack of a better word, it's an abortion pill. Mm. or we could have surgery to remove the embryo and my fallopian tube that it was stuck in. Um, 
and he described, you know, some different things that it may reoccur if he didn't remove the tube, just different pros and cons of each. And we decided to do surgery. Mm. So two days after Christmas, we had surgery to Uh. remove that pregnancy. Mm. And Um, the tubes. And then while we found out a few days after surgery um, that during that procedure, they discovered that I had... Um, endometriosis, mm. which I had no signs or symptoms of other than, of course, infertility. Um, and then I was down a fallopian tube. So mm. we really felt like that was just, a, you know, a gut shot. You know, we don't have mm. many eggs. We don't have, a, you know, we're mm. down to one tube. And now we have, we know we have endometriosis. Wow. So we were super, super discouraged. Um, really just devastated. Um, yeah. It was I think extra hard too because we we should looking back we should have shared with our family mm-hmm. um, more um, on the front end just so they could support us and pray mm-hmm. for us. Um, right. But, but I do understand the thought all of that not. Out, we waited after the holidays. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was just saying I understand wanting to not share just yeah. in case it was exciting news. You know. Right, and that was something that was. And looking back now, it's silly to me. Because, but at the moment, it was so important. Right. I felt like we had been robbed of mm-hmm. other things, and I just wanted to tell my parents in a cute and fun little mm-hmm. way that we were expecting. Right, right. Sarah, uh, you, I love what you just said. You felt like you've been robbed. I think a lot of women that have struggled mm-hmm. with infertility can relate to that feeling. Where it's like there's this moment of joy that I'm supposed to have, and I, it, lots of little moments get stolen. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I feel. Um, Yes, just hundred percent. Yes, you think that things are going to go away one way, and they're just not. Mm-hmm. And I even told Eric, my husband, when we were, you know, going through this whole process, I said, you know, as probably silly and selfish as it seems, if it, everything else that I've really wanted in life, I could work hard and get. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is the one thing that is completely out of my control, <laughs> yeah, and it really put yeah. so much into perspective yeah. on the power of of god um i did a bible study at the time and it just talked about how you know god is the creator um everything that happens filters through him Mm -hmm. you know nothing Mm -hmm. happens without him saying it's okay or um that satan is under under god's control i think so many times we give satan too much power Mm -hmm. um and these bad things you know i mean God allows them, but there's always a purpose, um, and there's a plan, and I found so much comfort in that, that um, for whatever reason we were waiting, there was a purpose in it. Um, During this process, um, when we were scheduling IUIs and figuring out when I was ovulating and whatnot, Eric was actually basically living in South Carolina for work, and we would have to fly home oh, wow. <laughs> during different times oh, my of the goodness. month. And um, it was so stressful. And it, it takes so all the romance out, too. It's like, um, 4 p.m., yeah, I need sure. you at home. Your flight for better sure. not run late. Oh, yes, exactly. Um, oh, my word, the awkward but, things of infertility. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. And, um, but... It was ended up being such a blessing in disguise because he made so much money mm. working that job. Um, oh, wow. He got a living allowance, and mm. then he lived under that, so he was able to save 
you know, X amount of money. And basically, it ended up paying for our, our IVF. Wow. wow. Okay. I mean, so that was, is such a God thing. It truly thing. was. Like, yes, it was such a blessing. Um, and it, I mean, it really sucked at the time. Right. Um, because I'm having all of these emotions. Yeah. And, um He's not he, he's not physically able to be there for me, um, like I really wanted him to be there. Right. Um, but God used that for good. Um, like He could use everything that stinks. <laughs> right. <laughs> he use it right. For good. That's so um, true. So um, after we had our ectopic and surgery, we our doctor pretty much advised us to go ahead and do. Um, IVF. He said that's going to be the next step. So we proceeded to to do that. Um, we um, did one. We actually did um, technically one round, one egg retrieval. We got six embryos. Uh, well, six eggs, I should say. I'm sorry, and three embryos from that mm-hmm. um, that fertilized and, and grew to day five, and they were frozen. Okay. And we did one. A frozen transfer a few weeks after our um, retrieval, our Mm -hmm. egg retrieval, and we only transferred one embryo, and it did not take. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we were upset about that, Mm -hmm. um, which kind of going back a little bit, one of the things that I really prayed for during when we talked about doing IVF, I was really scared that we would end up with like 100 embryos. Right. And then we would have to make some sort of a decision what to do. Right. Um, with them and destroying them was just not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really struggled with, um, like donating mm-hmm. our embryos. Yeah. Um, and then like, well, we can't have a hundred kids. Right. <laughs> so it was a very, I prayed constantly that he would only give us the amount of embryos that we needed. Wow. Um, wow. and I'll be yeah. honest, I was a little disappointed when that ended up being three. Yeah. Um, yeah. but turns out that was perfect (laughs) of course um that was another just answered prayer um so our second um transfer we transferred our two remaining embryos and we got our Hmm. sweet baby owen and he's just the best thing he's just such a joy he was the most perfect baby he is still such a sweetheart I mean, he's a toddler, so he's less perfect. <laughs> but, oh, he's just as sweet. Um, he's a sweet little sinner like all of them, but <laughs> in hope yes, of He's great. cute, so it helps. That's, he is so cute. Um, so, so cute. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he is the perfect little rainbow baby that God knew we needed Amen. right when we needed him. Um, he's just such a blessing. Um, and I'm, you know... I tell people all the time, like, it, the, the journey sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I would do it a thousand times mm-hmm. wow. just to hold that baby. Mm-hmm. He was just an angel. Mm. He is just the sweetest. Um, and he has just, he's been such a blessing to our lives. Um, we, honestly, after we had him, which before we got married, I was like, I want five kids. Gotta, you know. <laughs> After we had Owen, we were out of embryos, um, and I really took that as a message from God, like, this is it, you know? Mm. Um, And I was so content with that, um, which I just can't really even, like, it's hard to even explain, because I went from such a season of yearning Mm -hmm. um, and discontentment, you know, I wanted a baby, I wanted a child so bad, 
Um, and then it was just like a switch was flipped and I was just like, this is it. This is all I need. This is perfect. You know, like one and done. <laughs> and, uh, we, he, when he turned a year, my husband was like, I think I want another one. I was like, mm. oh, I don't think so. Like, I think we're done. <laughs> like, no. Um, you didn't have to go through the I shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Those are no joke. Right. Um, and he's like, well, like, what if we just try on our own for a while? And I was like, that's pointless. That, mm. you know, like, that's going to start me. Like, I don't want to get, get to a place where I want another baby. Right, right. And I can't have one. You mm. know, like, it's kind of like you're protecting your heart a little bit. Knows that it's, Yes, like it's just it's hard to to let yourself want that yeah, again. It is. Um, and he convinced me that we would we could you know try on our own for a while. And you hear about people that you know did IVF or adopted, and then they get pregnant on their own. And I always really hated hearing about that because mm-hmm. I was thinking that's great for them, but that's not how it really works uh-huh. statistically. Yep. And, and it's very low. Yeah. <laughs> And turns out that is exactly how it worked for us. <laughs> um, we were, I got off birth control um, and got pregnant like that month. Wow. <laughs> On <Sarah>. my own. Um, <laughs> Look at you. You truly, go, girl. <laughs> I, I, just a true miracle, you know. Oh um, never, ever thought it would be possible after um, the trouble he had conceiving Owen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was such a blessing, too, because, I mean, God knew exactly mm-hmm. what I needed, even though I didn't really know it myself. Right. Um, and Wyatt is a, another angel baby. He's mm-hmm. a doll. He is just the sunshine. Like, he's always happy. He <laughs> is just the perfect piece of our family that I didn't know we needed. Wow. Um, and I'm so thankful that even like, God knew better than I knew. <laughs> well, point, I love know, the that- whole journey you were willing to let god change your plans and so was your husband because initially right he he changed to starting earlier because god you know i think that mm-hmm. was the lord laying that on your heart and that's a great thing for any couple listening that um if you're considering um trying earlier and you have that well our plan is mm-hmm. hold, hold your plan loosely right and i, I have <laughs> the same right. thing palms open yes palms open. my husband and i we were going to wait and um the lord laid on my heart to start earlier and I was nervous to even talk to Eric about it because I knew he was more <laughs> more strong about waiting. And um, I just mentioned to him, I think maybe we should do this. And then just kind of left, like, if the Lord wants it to happen, he's going to work on my husband's heart. And my husband came to me and he said, I was praying. And God told me, that's your plan. That is not my plan. Mm. <laughs> I was like, you get them, God. You get them. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and then on the reverse, you know, you weren't um, ready to try for another child. And God spoke to your husband. And he brought you around. Like, God can do this. He can bring a couple into unity. Um, right. And he, right. can, he can work when odds are stacked against you. Like, Sarah, I love how how much the odds were stacked against you. Right. I mean, you had a low ovarian reserve. Um, you'd had... Um, Infertility, yeah, you'd had miscarriage, um, ectopic pregnancy, which for any listeners, just so you all know, I know she mentioned one of the pills offered to her was an abortion pill. Um, The procedure she had is not the same as an abortion. That is required for life. The the pregnancy is not, that life is not sustainable, just for anyone who has any doubts about that. And if she were not to have done that, it could have killed her. And yeah, the baby would not be able to continue growing. Right, right. That is not a viable pregnancy 
that is very dangerous. Right. Just so, do you have to clarify. <laughs> if, you're, if you're questioning this, do yes. your research on ectopic pregnancy. But you had that, and then you had a fallopian tube removed. So already, any like if your chance was at like point zero zero four, now it's at point zero zero two. Um, it's right. cut in half again. And then God. And then God. <laughs> and you know, um, in Genesis, uh, speaking of another Sarah, who the the odds were stacked against her with yep. Abraham, um, for different reasons, but hers was her age and when the angel came to her he said um is anything too hard for the lord Mm. i love that our god is not a god of odds it's not difficult for him if he can have a miraculous virgin birth happen (laughs) if he can part the the red sea if he can walk on water it is not difficult for him um to to create life that is literally he is the author and creator of life that is who he is that's right. That's right. Hmm. Yes, it's so interesting that you talk about like the virgin birth. Um, when we were in my Bible study, that we talked about, you know, God is the creator. And I remember going home and telling my mom, I was like, you know what? God doesn't need anything from me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He lets me participate in things, but I mean, He made a virgin pregnant. That's right. That's he right. doesn't need me to have my calendar out, uh-huh. charting all of these things. Like, I think those are great things to do. I think we can be proactive. Um, but I was like, he doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And that really was absolved me of a lot of um, inadequacy mm-hmm. I felt around infertility because mm-hmm. my husband checked out great, you know? And right. so it really, for a while, really, Amen. I felt like it fell on my shoulders. Yeah. Um, which I think is a common feeling um, for, for sure. women for um, sure. that are dealing with, you know, if the diagnosis. Um, well, Sarah, we are just about out diagnosis. of time, but we want to thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we are so no, blessed. No, thank you for sharing your heart. And um, listeners, thank you guys for listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio.